Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by SEO Samba, comprehensive high-performing marketing solutions for mature and emerging franchise brands. To supercharge your franchise marketing, go to seosamba.com. That's S-E-O-S-A-M-B-A dot com. Welcome to Franchise Marketing Radio. Stone Payton, Lee Cantor here with you. Lee, this is going to be a fantastic segment. Please join me in welcoming to the program President with Pool Scouts, Mr. Michael Wagner. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Hey, Michael, before we get too far into things, tell us about Pool Scouts. How are you serving, folks? Well, Pool Scouts is a residential pool cleaning and maintenance business. We're currently in nine states. Uh, we have 18 franchisees and 46 sold territories with about 30 of those that are open so far in those nine states. So what we do is clean and maintain residential swimming pools. That's what we do. And uh, we do it to the tune of, uh, you know, a lot, lots of customers around the, around the country. Now, uh, people may not realize how many people have residential pools. Can you share that? I can. Believe it or not, there are 11 million residential pools across America. The leading states for residential pool donors are California, Florida, Texas, Arizona, and New York. That's what we call our big five. New York? How'd they sneak in there? New York, you know, and they almost all are on the eastern side of New York out in Long Island. That's where, uh, you know, that's where the, the culmination of most of the residential pool owners are in New York. But uh, it's, it's a big area with a, a lot of money and a lot of older established pools as opposed to some of the other markets that we service that are, you know, brand new markets like areas of Dallas or Houston or lots of areas in Texas or Nashville where tons of new homes are being built with pools. Uh, you know, that's, that's a much more established, older market. Now, what percentage of homes use a company to uh, maintain and service their pool as opposed to themselves? Yeah, that's, that is uh, definitely uh, distinctive by area of the country. So some of the markets I mentioned, uh, you know, Florida, pretty much most folks have weekly pool service companies that, that service their pool. The same thing would be true in parts of Texas and California. And then in the seasonal markets, you have more of the do-it-yourselfer type uh, folks, but a lot of them don't want to open or close their pool and then traditionally haven't used uh, a weekly service. But we've been able to really convert a lot of those folks in some of our seasonal markets. Now, um, is so the rhythm is weekly? That's the, the optimal amount of time between cleanings? Yeah, it, yeah, it is. And it, it is. And as I said, in the, in the year-round markets, that's pretty standard. In the seasonal markets, we do have some customers that we service every other week as well as, uh, as weekly. Now, uh, how'd you get into this business? Well, I am uh, fortunate to be part of Buzz Franchise Brands. Buzz Franchise Brands uh, you know, started in 2012 uh, with the creation of Mosquito Joe, which was a, a residential uh, pest control business focused on the eradication of mosquitoes. And that business, over time, built up uh, to over 340 units sold and 290 units open across about 35 different states. Uh, so I came on board to start the second brand for, for Buzz Franchise Brands, which is Pool Scouts. Since then, uh, we, we sold Mosquito Joe to, uh, to another company, 
and we have acquired a, a, a brand and started a third brand. So we have a brand called Home Clean Heroes, which we started from zero, which is a residential home cleaning business. And British Swim School is a business we acquired in April of 2019 that uh, focuses on teaching kids how to swim. So uh, I came on board uh, with Buzz Franchise Brands to uh, to start the second brand. I've been fortunate to be part of it since the very beginning uh, in the founding of the you know the brand and the collateral, and uh, we made a small acquisition to get started, but that's uh, that's when I came on board. So uh, I have uh, been friends with the CEO for a long period of time, and we have a, a great team of people here at Buzz that uh, that support all of our franchisees. Now, uh, what does the franchisee, the potential franchisee, look like? Do they kind of uh, fit a certain profile? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, of our of our eighteen that we've got in our system, we've got a variety of backgrounds. So. I can't really classify the background. We have three veterans in our system. We certainly like veterans. Uh, they tend to do very well in franchising because they're used to following a model and used to, you know, really understanding standard operating procedures, which is germane to, to franchising, obviously. Uh, we have a couple attorneys, some radio, a radio personality, a lot of business people, corporate business people that have wanted to go out on their own. So it's really a unique, uh, you know, group of people, uh, as we find in, you know, in all of our brands. Uh, and in our group, I think they share a passion for a few things. They understand, uh, that they're in a community oriented business, serving customers in the community and our, in our higher performing franchisees embrace that role of being a business owner in the community and representing that. They understand that they're servicing customers. They understand the long term value of a customer. Uh, and they're not afraid to put themselves out there. That said, they, uh, you know, ideally they've got some financial acumen so they can understand their numbers because every business is about numbers as well. So really the people skills in order to, uh, you know, have the customer side of things as well as hiring and maintaining employees because our business is provided by technicians, which are employees of the franchise, uh, you know, of the franchise owner in most cases. So, uh, we call our, our ideal candidates PhDs, passionate, hungry, and driven, and uh, and as I mentioned, really the ones with the the focus and the key skills with people do real well. So this isn't uh, kind of a, a franchise that requires the owner to be the, the pool cleaner. They're pretty quickly they're going to hire people to do yeah, their cleaning. Yeah, most of our, yeah most of our franchisees, you know, uh, they they're working on their business. Um, not not in the day-to-day cleaning of the pools, albeit, you know, there are times when a, a Sunday morning uh, birthday party comes up and somebody forgets and they need somebody out there. And, of course, as a business owner, you got to do whatever it takes to be successful. But most of our franchisees don't clean pools. Uh, they focus on running the business. And so they're really on, the you know, both the customer side of things, the administrative side of things, and the management side of things when it comes to running the business. Now, in this kind of business, is the uh, kind of customer uh, acquisition done using kind of digital marketing? I would imagine that that plays a role yeah, in this. Yeah, it's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. We we have a three-pronged approach to marketing to acquire customers uh, with our franchisee. And I say it with our franchisee because two of those three uh, you know, sides of the marketing we execute on behalf of the franchisee. First, we do direct mail specifically targeting single-family homes with pools with incomes above $75,000. We know those are who our prospect 
you know, prospects are from a customer standpoint. Our territories are built on that same demographic, that same criteria. And we execute seven direct mail campaigns per year to those target households. The second thing is the digital marketing side of things, which in many cases can be very focused as well. So we do all the websites, pay-per-click uh, and search engine optimization for the web uh, you know, side of the business for, for our franchisees, which leads to the third side of things, which is the community-oriented marketing. We have a graphic arts team in-house here that supports our franchisees and will produce collateral for them. But really that last arm of the arc of marketing is, is up to the franchisee to represent themselves as the business owner in the communities that they serve. So all three of those things work really well in conjunction with each other and uh, and help us drive customer acquisition, which has been stellar so far for our franchisees. Now, how do you recommend that uh, person in the local market to kind of uh, evangelize the service to the local market? What, what activities are they doing and what groups are they getting involved with? So we have many folks that are focused in uh, Chamber of Commerce, uh, BNI type groups where they're really networking amongst other business owners, which is certainly helpful. You know, it could be as simple as representing, uh, you know, uh, supporting a local little league team or soccer team or soccer tournament or league or golf tournaments for different charity events. Uh, it's really being prominent and present in the market. Some of our franchisees do home shows where they're out in front of prospective customers as well. And then they work in conjunction with a lot of referral-type businesses. Uh, one of our franchisees even has a, a symbiotic relationship with a roofing company in Florida where when the roofs are put up, you know, they go do a, a pool cleaning for since most of the houses have pools there after the, uh, after the roof's been you know, set up. And uh, that's just another example of how, you know, networking can really benefit uh, the business owner. So like in a local market, they might have uh, kind of referral partnerships with complementary services, like you mentioned, the roofer, maybe the landscaper. Landscaper, you got it. Yep, yep. And even pool builders. Most pool builders are not focused on the, the, you know, the maintenance and cleaning side of things. So many of our franchisees have great relationships with pool builders and they do what's called a turnover once the business, uh, you know, the pool's set up, then we take over the cleaning and maintenance of that, uh, of that pool. So exactly that. Very symbiotic relationships with referral partners. And in most cases, there's not any money exchanging hands. It's just, you know, we, we, we kind of provide leads back and forth for the, for the businesses. And the, in those cases, that's one of the situations for that uh, franchisee in the local market. The more landscapers they know, the more pool builders they know, the more roofers they know, um, probably uh, cleaning people, the, those people, the more they know, the better their business is because they can create that kind of uh, symbiotic relationship. You've got it. I'll tell you another one, which is germane across all the, the, the folks that you just mentioned. And those are really uh, getting involved with real estate agents. Um, you know, pools are a part of real estate transactions, but inevitably the goal of a real estate agent is to make sure that the pool or anything else for that matter is not the reason that a deal doesn't close, uh, you know, so we uh, really, it's about being reliable and available in so many cases with those referral partners. Cause in many cases, you're looking for a, you know, help save me for this particular situation. Make sure you do a great job and, and we'll refer business back and forth. Uh, 
you know, our, our brand promise is perfect fools, scouts honor. We bring a level of professionalism to this business that has never existed before. And so it's really just to be about being reliable and uh, professional is really our, our, our differentiator. Uh, and we have great technology that supports that with customer communication and post-service reports with pictures and digital water testing and lots of other tools. But ultimately, it's about getting the job done in a timely way and being reliable. Because a lot of times you're competing with that kind of mom and pop person and individual that's out there. And in those cases, you don't get that level of reliability, I would imagine. You got it. There are 56,000 pool service companies in America. Uh, we, we affectionately call most of them pollers, and there's, you know, they're really just a, a pickup truck with some poles sticking out of the back of it, but no real systems to market on the front end and then communicate effectively on an ongoing basis with the customers on, on the back end. We have all those things in place with our systems that, that we afford our franchisees that just makes it easier for them to keep all the records information, communicate effectively, you know, bill automatically and, and do those kinds of things. In addition to other things like public relations, you know, that we support our franchisees with too. Now you mentioned in some markets it's seasonal. Is this, um, how is the pricing for that? Uh, where the, yeah, the, the market, that's a great question. You know, the, the, the seasonal markets, um, well, first of all, all of our markets are priced individually by market and the franchisee. We help them do a market shop to understand where their pricing needs to be. You know, the pools, just as an example, in Florida, uh, in most locations, the pools are only 10 or 12,000 gallons. Many of them in some markets are screened in. So the cleaning of those pools only takes between 10 and 15 minutes per pool. Whereas in markets like Virginia that we're in, for instance, or North Carolina or Tennessee, pools are about 25,000 gallons. There's a lot of trees around them. They can take, you know, more than 30 minutes even to clean the same pool. Uh, but in those seasonal markets, there's an opening, a season, and then a closing in the true seasonal markets. Uh, and the opening prices can cost anywhere from you know, $300 to $350 to do an opening of a pool and the same pricing similar for closing. And then weekly cleanings are once again priced by market, but they vary uh, pretty substantially between markets that we service. But we help them with that pricing, you know, and, and make sure that we're monitoring what, how long it takes to do everything, what the target time should be, all of those kinds of things that help them drive efficiency in, uh, in each market. Now, a franchisee, though, that's um, buying this for a seasonal market, is this, do they go on vacation for those months that they're not? Yeah, so they, yeah, so they have time. Uh, you know, in some cases, they're still, even where we're located in Virginia Beach, uh, you know, we have a few pools that we clean year-round. Uh, our franchisee in Northern Virginia uh, doesn't have any. They're, they're, they, you know, they probably will over time. They just finished their first year. So, but really, you're talking about November, December, January, and February are the, the slowdown or stop months, depending on how seasonal the market is. Uh, inevitably, you know, the season's always longer. And I always say that to seasonal franchisees. I said, yeah, I promise you it's going to be longer than you expect it to. It's going to start earlier and end later uh, than, than you think it's going to be. But the nice thing about the seasonal markets is from a, from a revenue generation perspective and a customer acquisition perspective, 
you have these two bookends of business with the opening season and the closing season that are really good opportunities to you know, generate revenue as well as gain new customers. And then part of your value proposition to a franchisee is you're going to help them evaluate the viability of a certain market. You're going to help them get the pricing right. You're going to help them launch and um, kind of do uh, business development. It's, it's almost a turnkey system. All they have to do is kind of manage the local market. That that's exactly it. They've got to we you know there's there's obviously they got to manage employees and they've got to manage their customers. The systems we afford them help them do it uh, efficiently from the customer side of things, whether it's billing or invoicing or automatically charging credit cards or scheduling or routing. Those are slick tools that we help them be efficient with. But really, the local market representation and being the business owner in the community is something that. Any business owner needs to do, and certainly a franchisee for Pool Scouts that they need to do, and then getting the job done. Obviously, managing the pe- people that are going to go out there and clean and maintain these pools. Now, uh, is your typical franchisee is this their only franchise, or do they kind of uh, have several yep. other ones that are complementary, and this is just one piece of their portfolio? Yeah, most, yeah, good question. Most of our franchisees, we have one franchisee that owns another business. Um, other than that, our franchisees are focused on this, um, you know, full time. And, um, you know, we have targeted even in, in certain seasonal markets, we've targeted trying to find folks that might have like tax preparation businesses where they could almost bookend up against, uh, you know, a swimming pool service business in a seasonal markets. But uh, so far, we just have one, uh, one franchisee that has another business. And it's not necessarily a complementary business from the standpoint of the seasons don't necessarily match up in any particular way. They just have another business, but they are afforded an opportunity to share warehouse space and that kind of stuff uh, over time. Now, uh, is your franchisee somebody who buys one or are they buying kind of territories where it's multi? That's uh, a great question. Great question. So I'll start with how we map territories. This is important for any franchise business. What do I get when I buy a territory or a location or whatever it might be in some cases? Our franchise territories are mapped and protected by zip codes, and they contain a minimum of 6,000 target households, that being single-family homes with in-ground pools with incomes above $75,000. Each franchisee can purchase up to three territories, and those territories are almost always in uh, adjacent geographical areas. Um, there was a couple caveats to that where, for instance, our franchisee in Raleigh-Durham has two in Raleigh-Durham, and that's all there are in Raleigh-Durham. Uh, she also owns a franchise territory in Wilmington, North Carolina. Um, but so, yeah, they, they purchased, uh, they own the zip codes and, and, you know, and the prospective customers in those areas. Now, if somebody wanted to learn more and have a more substantive conversation, uh, what's the website? Yes. Uh, so let, let, let me say that it's uh, poolscoutsfranchise.com is uh, where they want to where they want to go. We've got some video testimonials in there. We talk about the investment there and really our franchise development process. And I don't call it a sales process because we award franchises to mutually agreeable partners under under franchising our agreement and others. It's a 10 year relationship. So we want to make sure both parties are super excited to get in the business together. PoolScoutsFranchise.com is where the process begins. We've got a series of webinars and videos that prospective or interested people can go through. It's a self-paced process, 
We have franchise development executives who interact on an ongoing basis with potential candidates who are interested in the business as well. Now, what's the hardest part for you to, to get new franchisees? So it's finding the right partners ultimately that you know that that are, that are a good fit for the business. You know, franchising itself is is a is a great business model that affords us to be able to show a great opportunity to different areas and really target specific areas that we know are good for our business in many cases as well. But it's about finding the right candidate who is excited about building you know, a longer term business. We have great measurement and tools uh, that, that we, you know, we share with the franchisee uh, that, that show which where their benchmarks should be and how they should be growing their business and all sorts of tools to measure customer satisfaction and those kinds of things. But it's really finding candidates that understand they're building a business for the long run. When uh, the way that I describe the phone ringing for a prospective customer is it's the beginning of a 10 year relationship. And so really people that have that mindset in any home service business, you start out inefficient because the phone rings and your customer is, you know, over there. And then the next one's, you know, 15 miles on the other side of town, potentially. But we help them bring in efficiency into the equation as their customer base increases and increases over time. So as an example, first customer in the neighborhood, knowing that there's a perspective to have 40 customers in that neighborhood, but over time, knowing you're going to get more efficient. So I think finding candidates, they're going to be, you know, understand the short-term metrics, but also realize they're building a business for the long term. We have a lot of predictability and scalability in our model, which is really attractive to people. Um, So it's people thinking in that mindset, too. And what is the, like, how many homes can a typical franchisee handle? So that's a great question. You know, uh, because we've started franchising in the mid part of 2016, I can't tell you the exact number because we're certainly growing across all of our areas uh, so far. Our local operations business here in Virginia Beach uh, serviced close to 800 customers in 2019, um, you know, having started the business in 2016. So it's grown quite a bit. Uh, We have other examples of of franchisees that have grown their bases materially. Um, you know, in a territory, as I mentioned, there are a minimum of 6,000 target households uh, that, that are, you know, single family homes with the pools. Like I mentioned, I certainly think that there's an opportunity to build a very material business in one territory and knowing that we also sell up to three territories per franchisee. This is, uh, you know, there's an opportunity to build a very material business. All right. One more time, Michael, the website. It is PoolScoutsFranchise.com, where you'll find out all the information about Pool Scouts. Good stuff. Thanks again for being part of the show. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a great day. All right. This is Lee Cantor for Stone Payton. We will see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.